Welcome back to the Honestly Well podcast. I'm Marissa Fay, board certified holistic nutritionist, and I guide clients and students through a process to become honestly well. I look at things like digestion, your poop, how you're feeling both inside and out and the environment you are in to bring about healthy and lasting change for you and your body and your mental and emotional health. I'm so glad you are here today. And I am joined by Corrine with Lotus Moon Yoga in today's episode. We are talking all about hormone yoga therapy, which is a really different modality than uh, yoga or even yoga therapy, if you've heard of those two modalities. As a yoga teacher and a yoga practitioner for 15 years now, I am such a fan of this type of physical practice and of ways that we can influence our physiology through the way we move our body. And the conversation today with Corrine is just awesome. I hope that you will get something out of today's episode and learn something new new. Uh, and at the end of the episode, I have a special discount code to share with you just from Corrine to give you 20% off her program. Um, so stay tuned and check that out and enjoy this episode. Well, I'd like to welcome to the podcast, Corrine McNally of Lotus Moon Yoga, who is going to chat with me today a little bit more about a really unique kind of yoga that can be used therapeutically. So I'm going to hand it over to her to share a little bit more about herself and what she does. Um, hi, um, Marissa. There you go. I almost said Melissa. <laughs> Thanks for having me on the podcast today. I'm really happy to be here. And, yeah. um, and like you said, uh, share uh, what hormone yoga therapy is because not very many people know about it. And we need to really um, get this information out there so more people can tap into it because it's works so well and it's so important for for us and our 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 bodies and our any stage of womanhood and um so on and so forth so um what is hormone yoga therapy yes so i'm gonna first begin with um that it's not new so it's a system or a method that was created by a Brazilian yoga therapist by the name of Dina Rodriguez. Um, and she created it in 1992. So it's been around for 30 years, uh, very popular in Brazil. And then for whatever reason, she started going to Germany and Germany started inviting her to come and teach uh, workshops and teacher training. So it became well known in Germany and um, and then the Czech Republic. And she goes to Prague often as, as well. Well, pre-pandemic, she would go to Prague and do trainings. Um, and so what hormone yoga therapy is, is a system of um, a sequence of postures that are dynamic combined with, so dynamic yoga postures are postures with movement combined with intense breath work that uh, recalibrates, balances, boosts our, our sex hormones and our bodies take from the practice what it needs to. So if it's a thyroid, underactive thyroid, your body will, will take from the practice the postures from the for the thyroid, if it's um, something you're 
ovaries aren't producing as much estrogen or maybe the progesterone estrogen balance is, is not synced, our bodies will take from the practice and start um, rejuvenating those, those hormones. You know, Marissa, it's really so hard to, to get this across to people because um, I hear this often. Oh, I do yoga. Yeah. I oh, do yeah. yoga. <laughs> and, and I'm like, oh, I'm so happy you do yoga. Uh, but this is really like, it shouldn't even be called mm. yoga. It should be called hormone movement therapy. And, and, and sometimes I, when I explain it to people, I'm like, it's yoga, but it's not yoga, but we use yoga terms. So yeah, yeah. I was just going to ask too, because as a yoga teacher and as somebody who's done some yoga therapy, who has friends who are yoga therapists and also someone who's very familiar with what you shared about kind of the breath of when we say yoga, we could mean an intense power yoga class. We could mean something like some of the studios where you add weights to it. And it's really a fitness class. We could mean, you know, more of a Hatha Mm -hmm. practice. We could mean more of a restorative practice. So I'm curious to just help listeners differentiate a little bit. It definitely sounds like this, we wouldn't maybe put it in the category of like a yoga class, but how does this differentiate from if folks are familiar with yoga therapy, how is this different or the same as yoga therapy? Yeah. And that's, that's really, you know, let, let's just um, zone in on, you know, yoga therapy and what is yoga therapy. So I'm not, I've never taken a yoga therapy um, training as far as teaching it. So I'm I'm not under that umbrella and hormone yoga therapy in North America um, doesn't fall under that umbrella. Now, maybe in some places of the world it does, but, and you can help me out here uh, because maybe, you know, as well, but as far as I understand with, with yoga therapy, we're normally looking at the um the way the body moves in terms of muscles tendons ligaments joints um maybe the digestive system but maybe not i'm not sure Mm -hmm. uh yoga for mental health it falls underneath that yoga therapy umbrella Mm -hmm. um yoga for sciatica lower back yoga for frozen shoulders so whenever they're there is um, a problem that needs addressing, people can turn to a hormone or to a yoga therapist to address that um, challenge that they might be having. So maybe they're going to see a physiotherapist and the physiotherapist is, is giving them exercises, but they can't afford $150 every session. So they, they go to a yoga therapy class that's addressing lower back and so hormone yoga therapy addresses the endocrine system now Mm -hmm. everything else feels really good after a while too (laughs) (laughs) but because it's not you know it's not just but but the focus is on the um the pituitary the thyroid and the ovaries and then Mm -hmm. indirectly in, in the adrenals but the, the direct focus is those three glands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's it. And that's, that's what we're doing now. Not saying that you're not going to feel it. Like I said, you know, people that have been like, um, my hips have been really sore and nothing's really working, but I came to hormone yoga therapy and my hips don't hurt anymore. Yeah. That happened to me. 
<laughs> yeah. Well, and what's really neat about that is it's even a level deeper than the endocrine system because with the endocrine system, right, we'd also include the pancreas and the liver. And so it really exactly. is like gland focused, you know, gland fo it is. Yeah. Gland and so I'm not sure whether under the um, yoga therapy umbrella, like I've looked at um, teacher trainings myself and um, some in Canada and some in the U.S. and thinking that if I took a, a yoga therapy training, I could slide hormone yoga therapy underneath mm -hmm. that, but it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't fit there because yeah. they don't know about it. Mm -hmm. They don't know about it. And I'm not, I've been teaching almost 20 years. So, I mean, I know how to teach yoga for backs and yoga for knees and yoga right. for this and that. So I'm, I'm not feeling the draw that I need to go get another certification because this is, this is my niche. This is my, yeah. this is what I do. Something that was so cool that you shared. I really think about it as a practice that is like an adaptogen. So, you know, in functional nutrition, we talk about different herbs and even in some cases, foods that have this yeah. beautiful ability to help bring you into balance, right? So if something is a little suppressed or something's a little bit elevated, it actually can, can work equally well uh in that case and this sounds like a practice that's very adaptogenic that kind of the body is taking what it really needs to come back into balance and I think that is so amazing to be offering that type of tool yeah. to folks because that means they can use it all the time right as opposed to something they have to moderate more of their use of so I'm curious if you can share a little bit more about because it sounds like it's a set of poses in in every practice or in most practices can you tell oh, no. us a little it's bit a, more it, it's yeah <laughs> so um it's funny because i just got a dm on instagram from a, a teacher yoga teacher i don't know where she's located and she says i'd like to learn some of the moves because i'm a coach and i want to teach and, and i'm like it doesn't work that way yeah um, so i mean i'm i'm in the process of responding to her but um, yeah, so so just so listeners can really kind of get a good visual. So there are 18 dynamic postures mm. and three, Dina calls them yoga nidras, but they're guided meditations. So there's one in the middle and then there's two at the end. That's what we do every practice, mm. every practice. Um, so I've been doing my practice since 2016. So that's like going on six years and then did my teacher training, um, almost a year later in 2017, um, in, in South America in, in Santiago, Chile. And I still wasn't a believer. I was just kind of like, you know what? I've been teaching prenatal and postnatal yoga for a long time. I was doulaing. I need a little bit of a I, I need some, I need something. Mm -hmm. I need some, I need something. So I went and took the teacher training and then dove in with my own practice. And yeah, I mean, it was a life changer, hundred um, percent. But getting back to your question. So 18 dynamic postures. Mm -hmm. The first half is for the ovaries. We're compressing the ovaries. We're stretching mm -hmm. the ovaries we're twisting <laughs> we're twist we're doing all kinds of things yeah. with dynamic breath mm. then there's a little short yoga nidra really short or guided meditation and then the next few postures are for the thyroid 
we're compressing the thyroid, we're stretching the thyroid, we're, turn, we're moving, we're, we're working in this region right here. Mm -hmm. And then we combine the thyroid with the ovaries. And then we combine the thyroid with the pituitary. And obviously you can't like, how do you exercise your pituitary? What do you do there? So that's with the visualizations. Mm -hmm. Now there's another component or another element within the HYT um, method. And that is a Tibetan energy circulation. And that's what Dina calls it. And that's what we call it as teachers. I have looked high and low online to really get, get an understanding as how did she name this Tibetan, mm -hmm. right? But this is what she did 30 years ago. And after the first seven postures, which are warming up, mm -hmm. we go into the daily series we do this energy circulation. I've shortened it to COE, circulation of energy. We do this energy circulation after each posture. And then we go on to the next one. So within that energy circulation, we are tapping into the pelvic floor muscle. Mm -hmm. We are tapping into the pituitary. And I'm pointing to my mouth, obviously, because we do a little thing with our tongue. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. So it's like I said, it's sort of really um, hard to explain it in a little tiny, you know, nutshell. Totally. It, yeah. So it's, it, 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 it is, it's a very dynamic posture uh, or dynamic practice. And it's the same every time you do it. Well, and something that I'm like, as you're, talking about it, something I'm reflecting on is I'm thinking about physiologically what it's doing and how that might be helpful. And everything mm. you're talking about are things that I could see increasing blood flow to different parts of the body where things yeah. do get stagnant, especially thinking about we spend so much time sitting, that's going to be reducing kind of blood flow to the area where the ovaries are going to be. Yeah. We also, a lot of us carry our phones near our, near our ovaries, uh, or, you know, in the case that you have other, um, kind of sexual organs also near that yeah. and that causes issues as well. And so I feel like, you know, I kind of always want to be honest with our listeners of the place between something that we've empirically researched and we know scientifically that this is a thing that makes a difference, but also things where we've learned, right? All we have may be anecdotal evidence, but we have learned and we can make sense of how something might work. And so I'm yeah. curious if hormone yoga therapy like has been studied at all, if there is any research and I use that casually, right? But if there is no, any evidence yeah. of it, of it being effective. Um, very good for asking that. So not in North America, mm. not in North America. So, um, for, for listeners, Dina Rodriguez is 94 years old in a couple weeks. Wow. And, you know, just to see her, she's got lots of information out on YouTube where you can, and there's some in English and Portuguese and German and Czech, all different languages. Um, but just to see her um, bone strength and her muscles and how she's moving. So she's probably moving about 30 to 35 years younger than her chronological age. Mm. 
And um, so that really caught my attention as well as like, look, I'm 57 now. I came to this when I was 52, 53. Um, where do I want to be in 30 or 40 years? I'm really, I'm okay right now. Like I've, mm -hmm. I've got muscles and I'm strong and, you know, all of that stuff. I was having hormonal imbalances that we can talk about, but where do I want to be in 30 years, 40 years, right? I want to live till, I want to live a long time. And so, but I want to be healthy. So I don't want to one day wake up and be 80 years old and not have any health anymore. Mm -hmm. So when she created this, she was 65 years old. In Brazil, women go yearly for pap smears. Unlike in North America, I think it's depending on age, two or three years, every three yeah. years. I, I think even my age at 50 something, it's every three years. Unless there's something that, you know, mm. you, you, there's a heads up that you need to, you want to go get checked or your doctor requests. But in Brazil, they check every year. And her doctor said to her that her, and they get their, um, their hormone levels checked, mm -hmm. their estrogen, the three, they mm -hmm. get them checked every year. Unlike North America. Yes. They yeah, don't check we them don't at do all. that. <laughs> yeah. And so her doctor was just like, surprised that her estrogen levels were so as high as they were for mm -hmm. a 65 year old um and you know what's your secret and she said well you know I practice hatha yoga and he's he's like you know so they had this conversation and then he challenged her to um get it out on paper create create a system and let's get women in a study group so the first mm -hmm. one they did was in Brazil and I've never seen that study group. It, it's out there somewhere. I've never seen it. But then she started going to Germany and she started connecting with um, endocrinologists, gynecologists in Germany. And they started doing um, uh, studies on subjects. Mm -hmm. So in her book at the back, there's like pages and pages and pages of, you know, this is what um, so-and-so's hormone levels were before starting. She's 45 years old. This is after two weeks of practice, checked again. This is after two months. So there's that study that's been done and, and I'm pretty sure it's somewhere on the internet. And then in Czech Republic, um, again, in and in Europe too, I think they check hormones a lot more readily than they do in North mm -hmm. America. Um, so there is stuff there. That is the scientific stuff that's out there. But in terms, I know she's published in that, um, on that website, MBLCI. Okay. Um, I can't remember, like I found stuff on there. Um, do you know which one I'm talking about? I don't about? know that one. MBLCI? I use PubMed all the time. That's my resource. Yeah, she might be on there. Yeah. I'm not sure. But, um, you know, I've been a yoga practitioner since I was 15 years old and I know I know what, how well it can work, not just for me, but for tons of people on all levels, like, you know, mental and health levels. And so I, I didn't, I mean, yoga is a science in itself. Mm -hmm. It's a, you know, it's a science art, art science or science art. So I, I really, for me, didn't feel like I needed any like scientific evidence, except I kind of get angry when people and even my own doctor says, oh yeah, yoga is good. I'm like, but yoga is really good, but this yoga addresses specific yeah. 
um, challenges that, you know, lots this episode of the Honestly Well podcast is brought to you by my free detox tracker. Did you know that you have four detox pathways and you probably aren't using them every day? It is true. And these are the key to your health journey and being successful in lasting changes to your physical, mental, and emotional body. You can grab my free detox download at bit dot lee slash detox 411 that's bit dot lee slash detox d-e-t-o-x the number four the number one the number one so let's go through well and i was also thinking as you were sharing that you know a lot of the literature on yoga and the benefits of it are not from vigorous yoga practice, right? Vigorous asana, vigorous physical practice. And so I think a lot of people, you know, will think, oh, I'm I'm doing yoga. It's going to give me all these benefits of, you know, supporting my mental health and my body and my organs and how everything's functioning. And they're going to power yoga. And that is not the practice that you know, kind of unlocks this kind of healing and continued health. I work with a lot of folks with hormone issues and I'm always like, no, I want you in Hatha. I want you in Yin. I want you in restorative. I'd love for them to do something like this. I want you in things where you're going to breathe and really focus on breathing. You're going to visualize, you're going to move your body in really strategic Mm -hmm. ways, right? That's so healing. And so I'm curious as far as what you've seen in your own, you know, business and working with different kinds of people. People, what have you seen? What health issues have you seen helped by this practice? Oh my good goodness, where do I begin? Yeah. Well, <laughs> um, so hormone yoga therapy is for um, I want to say women or um, people who were born with a uterus. Maybe they've had a hysterectomy, so it, it covers a large gamut. or or large age range. Mm -hmm. So um, it can be anyone from that's having period problems in their, you know, upper teens, teens, 20s, um, and up. Um, But sort of like the way that we present it, it's, it's, it's ideal for people who are 35 Mm -hmm. plus, because for you know, we know, and this is scientific, that around age 35, our estrogen levels do start declining very, very slowly. Like that's kind of like the age that they start, we start start seeing them decline. And and um, so we recommend age 35 and, and then uh, past menopause into postmenopause. Mm-hmm. Now, if somebody is say 30 and having um, infertility challenges, then this would be a perfect practice because it can um, increase estrogen production, but increase um, re- regularity in their periods so that maybe they're, or their cycles. And so maybe they're ovulating more regularly. Um, I've had women who were period lists mm-hmm. for a year, two years, they did seed cycle, they did lots of different things and nothing really helped. They did this and got pregnant without a period. So this got them to ovulate. Yeah. And you know, they're, they're not taking precaution because they're hoping for that positive Mm -hmm. thing every month. Um, So that's so fertility. Yeah. And then once we get to 
uh, that 35 age, 35 plus to say 40, 42 would be get your body used to this movement and it'll prepare for your perimenopause. Mm -hmm. And then once we get into perimenopause, Oh my God, how, how many symptoms are there? Yeah, Where should totally. we start? <laughs> like not even like so many of the, so many of my clients will say, okay, I'm not getting hot flashes or night sweats, but I, I, I uh, have brain fog. I can't mm -hmm. sleep. I have migraines. Um, I'm irritable. My period is very, you know, like all those other, like there's so many. Yeah. And, and often I see that they are um, like PMS. Mm -hmm. So, whereas PMS might last this long, and then you have your, your, when you start your bleed, perimenopause can just be all the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and then still be having a period. Yeah. I love I never, thinking about this as like a preventative measure, you is. know? Yeah, that's I, how I like to look yeah. at it too. And I wish I would have had it. Oh my goodness. Mm -hmm. I wish I would have had it um, when I was younger. Yeah. Yeah. Something I just for the listeners really like to clarify, you know, the data around at 35, that's your hormones kind of dive down. That data is actually based on people who struggle with fertility. So we actually really don't know exactly when the hormones start to dip and how much they dip. And so this is where I just Unless like to say, checked, yes, right? exactly. This is where I like to say everybody is unique. And so if we have listeners yeah. who are in their thirties and are feeling a little panicked about their fertility, just a heads up that it's not a cliff. You don't fall off of it. Right. No, but it sounds like this is something that really could help kind of keep levels balanced. So I love that as an option for folks who are wanting to, um, you know, possibly try to conceive later into their thirties or into their early forties and want to yeah. make sure that they're nourishing that part of their body really specifically. Yeah. And that's, that's a really good point. I mean, also, um, I've had clients who are, who are had their hormones, like they've gone and had the whole panel done and mm -hmm. because they were having issues and they're, you know, 33, 34, and they're in early menopause. Yeah, right? it can so happen. It, that can happen. Yeah. I mean, it's not a common occurrence, mm -hmm. um, but I would say that the majority of my clients would be 40-ish and up. Yeah. And I have some that are 70. That's amazing. Yeah, because they, they can, because it's such a practice that even though it's dynamic, it's not power yoga. Mm -hmm. And it's not, I mean, Dina at 94 still does her practice. That's awesome. So for, for everybody to know, um, or in case you're wondering, like, how often would you have to do this practice yeah. to maintain results or to have results so the recommendation is at the beginning after, after once you've learned it and we'll talk about how to learn it um you do it four or five times a week maybe four to six times a week and how long like does it take hour, okay good hour. yeah 26 minutes <laughs> 26 to 32 minutes my husband, yesterday after my practice, I came downstairs to make my coffee and my husband's like, aren't you going to do your practice? And I'm like, I'm done. He's like, I didn't even know you. I didn't even know you disappeared. So yeah. And, and then once you um, 
get your results that your positive results or change that you're looking for or like let's say for example if it was insomnia because this really this is a godsend for people who struggle with sleep mm -hmm. so once you find that you know gosh i'm sleeping like like so well i'm only up once a night or i i slept right through mm -hmm. then um or whatever the, the your your needing results for then you can reduce the number of times you practice. So mm -hmm. often I say even three times a week is a good maintenance. Mm -hmm. And so what a lot of people do and, and how I guide them is that you pick your days that you're doing it. So you do your practice Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and that's your hormone yoga therapy day practices. Tuesday, Thursday, you do something else or, you know, if, if, if every day you get something in. So... Mm -hmm. Yeah, but at the beginning, we strongly recommend that you really dive into it and get your body used to the breath with the movement. And, you know, some, some people get results after three practices. Wow. I know, and I'm not exaggerating. Like I did a IGTV live last night with one of my clients who's been practicing mm -hmm. for two and a half years. And she did an in-person workshop mm -hmm. two years two and a half years ago and she's and i she said that after the second practice she got results well and i also think about this from even just helping with stress levels like there's mental stress mm -hmm. emotional stress and physical stress that i feel like this is addressing all of that all and of them yeah. just getting folks into their body and breathing and addressing that like yeah, I believe that after three sessions, somebody's like, this is changing my life. And that's how much stress really messes up our bodies. Don't they say it's kind of the canary in, in the it is. In yeah the, in the coal mine that it's this it it's you know, we're not born with hormones that are out of balance. No. And it and it doesn't happen. I mean, yes, some young women have hard periods. Um, I did my daughter, not one daughter, but my other daughter did, but I think it's stress. I really believe that. Yeah. And even as we move into, um, you know, midlife stage, stage stress plays such a huge role mm -hmm. on our hormones. Yeah. And, and it could be, I mean, it's kind of a catch 22 because you feel stressed out. So then you open up the wine, right? <laughs> have a couple glasses of wine and then you don't feel so well the next morning. <laughs> well, and but. to me, you know, I think the root of most disease, like 95% of disease is toxin exposure, is parasites and pathogens, and then stress. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's the perfect storm of all of those things. And within that is included things like heavy metal toxicity and mold, which like really the more and more I study this, the more I learn from other people who are my mentors, the more that I practice, the more it just keeps becoming clear that, you know, and that 5% are people who have truly a genetic issue, right? Yeah. But much of disease are diseases of our lifestyle. And so exactly. if we can get in front of that, you know, the sooner the better. And the cool thing about our endocrine system is it's a delicate system. And so it is going to often be one of the first kind of parts of the body that is sending alarm bells of like, hey, something's not working for me. It's often going to be, if it's not your gut, it's going to be your endocrine system. So yeah. yeah. But then the beauty of that is that it often is quick to respond mm -hmm. to uh, like, you know, what, what, whatever yeah. we're doing to, to help it respond. So, 
Um, I know, Mercy, you work with um, people's um, diet, not yet. I work a with diet, a lot but, of stuff, yes, but digestion, yeah. yeah. Di- di- right. And, and I mean, as a hormone yoga therapy teacher, that is not part of my scope of practice where I talk about, you know, what are you eating and da 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 da. However, in Dina's book, she does uh, talk a lot about food stuff and just the importance of having a balanced, well-rounded, mm-hmm. um, you know, shop on the outside of the grocery store aisles type of diet or, and not move into any of those trends and fads, right? Mm-hmm. And totally. in my te- teacher training, we talked a lot about it, but in my program, and I tell everybody this too at the beginning that, um, you know, I'm not going to tell you how to eat or what to eat or when to eat or drink or anything like that. Like that's for somebody like you to work with. Them. I was going to say, I'm so grateful you do that because so many people think that they can give that advice and it's so much more complicated than. Yeah. I can talk about my sure and, and what works for me. Yeah. But, um, you know, then I uh, invite um, you know, somebody like you to come mm-hmm. in and if, if need be and do that sort of thing. Um, I'm finding with a lot of my clients already have started their hormone healing journey with, with somebody like you or a natural path. Mm-hmm. And then they, then they find me as, um, as a like, oh, now I can move my body in a certain way that's not going to stress out my hormones yes. after I've been working really hard uh, with so-and-so to, mm-hmm. to find the right combination that I need. Mm-hmm. And hey, I, ha- I haven't taken any um, synthetic hormones or I haven't been, you know, taken any pharmaceuticals. And I mean, certainly we need that in some instances, but I always believe that the body can heal itself. We just need the tools. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And 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 the support. Yeah. Same here. Yeah. And I think that's the synergy of this and why I wanted to have you on because you know, we really do have to think about not only what's going into your body and and you know, what's not junking things up when it comes to things like parasites and pathogens, but how are we supporting the body with how we move it? Because that's yeah. going to affect affect your lymph system. It's going to affect your hormone production. So it really is, we have to be building a foundation of good health that includes all of these different aspects. And so really, you know, functional holistic nutrition is so complementary to what you do and And vice versa. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I'm just thinking like, I have a list of people who I'm like, I hope they listen to this episode. (laughs) So if somebody will get it out. Yes, exactly. So if somebody is excited by what they've heard, what's kind of, uh, what's the first step? Where can they start? Is there anything that somebody could do right now at home? Is there a breath or a particular pose that you love to kind of share with folks before they dive all the way in? Oh, um, you know, the main breath that we do with this one is Bastrika breath. And it's um, one that a lot of people dislike at the beginning and Mm -hmm. then they can't not stop practicing it. So Mm -hmm. That's the one where we um, keep our mouth closed and breathe in and out of our nose. Mm -hmm. And it almost sounds like a panting dog. So this is the one that really, really wakes up the, um, like the the endocrine system. So for anybody who's listening, you can do it along with me. It's just a, 
So the abdomen is mm. going in and out fairly quickly. Uh, and then on a surface level, it really um, is conducive to strengthening uh, the outside belly muscles, but mm -hmm. you can imagine the inside belly muscles and digestive system as well. Yeah. So that, that is just something, but as far as the postures go, um, I offer uh, once a month, a free demo class oh, information great. class. So I had one last Saturday and I still have the replay posted or up. Um, so if anybody's interested, I can give the information of how they can see that. I have a timestamp so that if you don't want to listen to the hormone blurb at the beginning, you can like just fast forward to yeah. the to the postures. Um, when I was offering this in person, it was an eight to 10 hour workshop. Mm. So we did it, you know, two hours Friday evening for our uh, five, six hours Saturday or four and four, you know, over a weekend. Um, now the way that a person learns hormone yoga therapy with me is on an, uh, via an online self-paced program. And I'd been thinking about doing it before the pandemic hit because I'd been traveling across Canada and to some spots in the US. Mm -hmm. And it, it's just hard traveling as a yogi. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's fun. I had lots of fun and saw lots of, you know, connected with friend, old friends and stuff. But I'd been thinking about it. And then when the pandemic hit, I had 2020 booked solid for wow. out of town workshops. Um, so I, so I decided I'm going to just do it on zoom online, but then what was happening where we had time zone challenges. Mm -hmm. So then I switched it to, and did videos of the postures yeah. and then, so people can learn it at their own pace. And because this practice is meant to be a home practice, it's not meant to be every Tuesday, I'm going to go to my hormone yoga. It's it's meant to be a home practice. Mm -hmm. So then they have the course and they can just learn it at their own pace. Yeah. Does that make sense? It does. So where can folks find that course if they want to jump <laughs> in all the way? Yeah. So to find the course and to find me, just go to lotusmoonyoga.ca. Okay. And I'm on Insta and Facebook. So Instagram, Lotus Moon Yoga and Facebook's the same. I think yeah. on Facebook, actually, they didn't, I don't have the A on the end, Lotus, but it's, I'm bigger on, I, I'm more active on the Instagram. Um, once a person dives in and decides, okay, I want to learn this technique, um, I offer two free classes a month. So we do group classes. So we have a group class tomorrow morning. And that's via Zoom, and I record it so I can send it out. And then we have a one-on-one. -on -one. So there's a 60-minute one-on-one where we can, you know, people have questions about the mm -hmm. practice. Am I doing it right? This is what's going on, stuff like that. Yeah. And then I'm doing discovery calls as well. And so you can book a 15-minute disco discovery call free on my website. Um, and it's really interesting because I launched this course in November and it blew up mm -hmm. before Christmas. And I'm like, oh my goodness, <laughs> this is amazing. And then things, you know, to be honest, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, transparent. It kind of like went down in January mm -hmm. and, you know, February and maybe other people have the same, have had the same experience. It kind of leveled off. And now with spring, I'm seeing things go back up mm -hmm. again and, I've also put more visibility out, out there on these um, discovery calls because 
nobody knows who I am. And it's kind of like, well, who is this person? Mm -hmm. um, hormone yoga therapy teachers. I think there's one in all of you, the US. Only one. I don't know of any other one who's actively teaching. So there could be more, but okay. I don't know. Like I don't see them on social. Mm -hmm. And if you Google hormone yoga therapy, you, you know, nothing comes up. Mm -hmm. So Dina Rodriguez did visit New York in 2018, but mm -hmm. I don't think she had a really good turnout. Mm. So um, the teacher who's certified, she's from the Czech Republic, but has been in the US for a long time. She had to close her studio during the pandemic. And she's, I don't believe she's offering it at right now. Maybe she'll be back. Yeah. And then in Canada, there's only that I'm aware of maybe four teachers. Wow. So, I mean, it's that, and we're certified by Dina. Mm -hmm. um, in the UK, there's a couple teachers. In Australia, there's a couple, but the most, the bulk of the teachers of anybody on this podcast who's listening is from Czech Republic, you, you might be able to take it in yeah. Czech. But as far as I know, no one has an online self-paced program like mine. So there, like some teachers might be doing Zoom classes, but mine is the only one I, I believe that is self-paced where you buy, the, you buy it and it's yours. Mm -hmm. You can be on holidays and do it on your phone if you if yeah. you want. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, such a cool opportunity. I'm yeah. so glad to have you here. So again, everybody that's lotusmoonyoga.ca is where you can find the program. And I'm so grateful to you. Thank you so much for coming on and joining me today. And I hope that everybody will come and check out hormone yoga therapy. I know I'm going to I drop do. into one of those yeah. free classes. I'm so excited to give it a try. And I think it's so complimentary to what I do and and this whole conversation around hormone health is so important. So thank you so much for sharing with thank us today. Thank you so much for having me, Marissa. Thanks for listening to today's episode all about hormone yoga therapy and how to be honestly well. I'm really excited to share with you all in today's sign off that Kareen with Lotus Moon Yoga has a very special discount code just for you when you visit through her website, lotusmoonyoga.ca and click on the link to head over to her course. She's offering a 20% off discount with the promo code HYT, the number two, the number one. So check that out. It's an awesome deal and such a unique and cool practice to learn if you're trying to work on balancing your hormones and supporting yourself, not just through your food uh, and what you're doing day to day and some of the deeper dive work going on, but really thinking about how your movement can impact your physiology. So I hope you will check out Kareen and Lotus Moon Yoga. Thanks for listening today.